Imagine loving your life after 40 the natural mind, body, and spirited way. And how about feeling energized and excited about your future whilst managing symptoms of aging and menopause naturally so that you feel at home in your body and life? Welcome to the Naturally Wise Woman 40 Plus Podcast, the podcast for women that are ready to create the life they really want naturally, in community, and in joy. Here is your host, holistic health coach and nutritional therapist, Suzanne McAllister. All right, welcome to another episode of the Naturally Wise Woman podcast. And today I have a very special guest and I'm very excited because she is a multi-talented lady. Not only is she a coach, she's also very well-versed in astrology and she will talk to us today about how to experience a life beyond description. So welcome, Julie Zolfo. Do I say that right? You did, Zolfo. Some people want to say Zola. I'm not the antidepressant. I'm the exact opposite. I'm here to bring you joy. <laughs> I think that is the antidepressant, like get you out, lift you up. And I think that's what you're all about. So I'm super excited Absolutely. about all the things that you do because you do things with exercise and passion. And well, tell us a little bit about what you're about and what you do, Julie. Sure, and thank you again for having me on your podcast and welcoming to your group. Again, my name is Julie Zolfo, and I just have a passion for helping people who, you know, are about thinking their life is supposed to be certain, and you're supposed to follow this certain way of being. And I used to be one of those people, right? I used to be one of those people that I had a plan and I needed it to look a certain way. And when my life completely blew up, um, I didn't have the tools to really manage and and help me get to the next level of my life. So that really sent me on that journey of learning about the mindset and finding every modality, mm. you know, whether it was my spirituality or even my Christian upbringing. I call myself a cafeteria Catholic, um, but I do mindset and ancient philosophies. And then about five years ago, um, I got into astrology and whoa, what a gift it has been for me, not to you know say like what's next in my life. Really, astrology was a tool that I was able to look back on my life mm. and look at some of the times when there were those really big dips. Yeah. And I was able to see the combinations of the different planets that were coming together and really what they were highlighting in my chart of the things that I needed to let go okay. or I needed to do differently. And I was so resistant to do that because I just wanted them the way I wanted them. Yes. But what I learned is that the universe just wanted something even better for me. I know. And I know. that's what I loved about astrology. So if I can look back and see how it was trying to support me and I was in resistance, imagine now how I can live my life moving forward and with my clients when I just embrace, you know, the red light and the green light that they're giving me moving forward with my life. Yes, I love that. And I do feel that um, resistance is something that we women from 40 plus and going through menopause and perimenopause and midlife and changes. Um, yes, I think we kind of, there's like a grief in there and a loss because of all yeah. the things that um, we'll have to make peace with finally. And there's a big opportunity for transformation in that. Would you um, be comfortable to tell us a little bit how your life blew up and what was your transformation? Yeah, you know, um, you know, for me, um, getting to the age of 28, um, it's interesting looking back. My early 20s were very confusing. And then I moved to San Francisco in California and I was just free being me and I was following my heart's desire. Little did I realize that astrologically I was following what's called a Saturn return. And in that time at 28 years old, I was living my best life. And for most people between the ages of 28 and 30, something significant happens in your life. And for me, I quit my job and I went and traveled around the world for a year. Wow. 
And it was an amazing time. And this is a girl who like, you know, was used, I was working in the travel industry, always used to having an itinerary. So to get on a plane and board and get off in Bangkok and then figure out what I'm supposed to do for the next year was such a different, liberating way of being Suzanne, right? And at the end of that year, um, I used to call it my backpack, like my superhero cape. And I became Zolfa woman. (laughs) I had that backpack on, like I just felt so liberated. And the problem where the, the dip started to happen is when I came home and I took off that backpack and I put it in the closet, right? And I forgot to unpack all those lessons that I learned. Hmm. And I fell back into the routine of everyday life and wasn't applying all those things that I learned. Hmm. And I got a corporate job and I lived in a city for the money and I took a job for the money. And then I wasn't happy there. So um, an old relationship showed up again. And I was like, oh, it's fate. It's dharma. I am getting a second chance with my first love. Well, what ended up happening is what didn't work the first time imploded the second time. And so now I'm 35 years old. I have no job. I had no place to live because I left the place I was living. And I was just so down on myself because all the things I thought I did right, finding the right job, finding security, you know, putting my life in a partnership and, and being in relationship. Those are all the things that quote unquote we're supposed to do. And I was just miserable and literally um, was in the darkest place that I had ever been. I felt like, you know, Helen Keller, like in a rocker, just like rocking back and forth. I couldn't speak. I couldn't talk. I couldn't even cry. It was, the depression was that bad. When was that, Julie? How long ago? This was back in um, in early 2001. Yeah. And what's interesting that, again, kind of looking back astrologically, there is a, a phenomenon called the dark night of the soul. Yes. And this is when Saturn, the planet of let's do it over and the teacher, comes around in your chart and it comes together and it meets your moon sign. And so for me, my moon sign is in cancer, like very deep, very deep feeling. But it's in the eighth house of death and dying and transformation. Mm. So what I was being asked to do is forget everything that I was secure, everything that was familiar. And I almost needed to die onto myself and kind of be this whole phoenix rising. And um, I, I survived like we all do. But in the moment you're in that muck and in that dirt and it's so scary and you're so alone. Mm. So programs like this that you provide light and a handout for women to remind them that it's just a period of time, that it's not forever. And I wish I had that mindset back then because Mm. it really kept me in that spiral, not believing that life could get better. How did you change your mindset? So what did you find or what happened? Yeah, so truthfully, um, I tapped into the only thing I had left was my my spirit and my heart. And I do remember, you know, I think when you get really quiet, at least for me, I can hear a voice that isn't mine. There's the Julie voice, the inner critic, but then there was another voice that came to me and it said, where were you last happy? And I remember kind of like I was happy in San Francisco and it said, go back to San Francisco. And it was um, interesting because when I decided to make that happen, a part of me felt like, oh, I'm going backwards. I had already lived in San Francisco. Could this actually be okay? And when I went back and I tested it with my friends, they're like, we love you. We miss you. We want you here. And so I went back to San Francisco, um, very broken, very fragile, but I surrounded myself with people that loved me. Hmm. And uh, the, the thing that changed is I truly surrendered that I was not in control, that the only thing I can do is one moment at a time. And in that moment, it said, get to San Francisco. And then once I got to San Francisco, I went to a friend's house 
And then that friend helped me get a new apartment. And from that new apartment, I was a little settled and I started looking for a job. And within six weeks, I got an interview with Google. And then at the same time, another interview came through and life just started to happen for me again. Hmm. And that's when I realized there's this way of operating in life that there are certain things that we need to do, right? Get clear on what matters most to us, not operate from fear, you know, make commitments, be courageous. And when we do that, you know, it's learning to allow spirit to co-create with us. Mm, very true. Right? And um, it took a long time to get there. And, and that's my passion now and sharing that with women who feel they don't have a formula, that they don't have a way out, is that I just share with them that what I learned. And really, um, my work is about the things I can control and then handing it over to a higher power and really trusting it's this or something better. Yeah. I love that. It's this or something mm -hmm. better because yeah. that takes away like our will and we actually do surrender and we're like, there you go. If it's this or something better then whatever happens, because often in the moment when things happen, we might not agree that that is what we want or that that is what's okay, meant to absolutely. be. And we have all of this stuff going on in our minds, don't we? So I love that. And also I love that you had friends there and see, not everybody has good friends to go through. And especially through midlife, sometimes we kind of question things because we might have friends that we have because the children went to the same, I don't know, soccer club or something like that. And then it's time. So when the children leave, it's also time to reinvent and find and find people that are aligned with us. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and I think what, again, in my own journey and then speaking with other women is giving yourself permission to redream. Mm. Right. Because what you thought life would be at 20 and what you thought life would be at 30. And then when you get to 40 or like me, I'll be 52 um, next week. Um, life is very different, not good or bad. But when I attach to the thought that I think it's supposed to be anything different than what it is today, then I can maybe get sad. Like, okay, so I'm not married. So I don't have children. But you know what? I have a lot of freedom. I have a lot of flexibility. I have the ability to come and go and be there for my family and my parents where my siblings can't do that. Hmm. What I choose to do is focus on what is being offered to me, not what I don't have. And the way I do that is through a process that I learned back in 2010 was the passion test. And what I loved about learning about the passion test, it's not so much about passions, but it's when we want to be more fulfilled and when we want to have more joy, it's when we align with what's in our heart. Mm. And we're not taught really a process on how to do that. And what the passion test has done is given me a tool that I can get so clear about what matters most to me that when I'm making now choices and decisions, it becomes very easy what my yes is and what fulfills me, what brings me joy yeah. and what my no is. And I actually have, like you can see right here, you know, on a podcast, you can't see, but I mm -hmm. keep, it's called a passion card. Okay. And on this passion card, right, it's my five passions. And Ooh. it says, you know, when my life is ideal, like I co I'm collaborating with transformational leaders around the world. Yay! Uh, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> yes, so got that. Right? So, Love yeah, it. Right? <laughs> right? Number two is having a deep daily connection with nature and God. Hmm. Number three is helping others live a fun, fulfilling, fearless life. So I get to do two of my passions being with you on this podcast. Um, experience fun in everything I do. Uh, well, that's another check, yeah. right? And then create priceless memories with my family and friends. Yes. Wow. And at the bottom, it actually says these or something better. I love that. So this is right? something that's a little tip. 
you could give to our listeners to um, maybe write down your passions and write down and really have them visible because you have them on a little laminated card. So you'd probably yeah. carry that with you or you might have have a dip, um, well, this in different places um, because that's something that really is important. And I do feel with my clients often that and that's next week's podcast episode. I'll be talking about that. They actually don't know anymore. Um, wh what it is that they like because they've, um, you know, like all their lives, they have, they have, my, might have um, looked after children and partners and jobs and then they focused on so much externally and pleasing the people around them and relationships that they actually have forgotten the things that brought them joy and they have really have to think back to childhood or when they went backpacking to think, wow, that's when I felt free. That's when I felt happy. That's a part of me as well. That's kind of dusted away somewhere and that, I think that's where the excitement comes when it can be Absolutely. really exciting the changes and when you have. share that with your women I you know I really invite um, all of us to dream big you know someone told me this quote one time that said our biggest dreams are just the floor our ceiling is God's floor mm. right the biggest dreams that we even think for ourselves aren't even like closely like there to like what's the really big dreams for ourselves and no. so in doing any sort of process moving forward or with the passion test what i invite you know you and other women to do is really give yourself permission what's really within your heart yeah. and you know really be honest with yourself because if you're not honest with yourself how can you co-create right because there's that vedic text in the uh, bhagavad gita that says, you know, you, it's curving on to myself, I create again and again. And it means essentially we have to go inward first in order to manifest outward. And, you know, if you want to have a life of joy and fulfillment, well, we have that responsibility to ourselves to be honest. Yeah. And think of all areas of your life, like not just like your job and your family, but what's fun look like for you? What's your spiritual practice, right? What's your health practice? What are your intimate relationships? What are your friend relationships? What's your commute to work? Where do you live? Like get that wheel of life and really yeah. balance it out because we can have it all. Mm -hmm. We just have to get clear about what matters most to us yeah. and then take those small steps. And then we can experience that live beyond description that you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, um, I don't know about you, but I, even in my biggest dreams of traveling around the world or, you know, being published in a couple of compilations books, I think those are so big. Yeah. And then, and then you reach them. They're like, Oh, like, okay. Like now what? Right. And so it's really important to keep dreaming and keep redreaming every single day. Yes. And I love the all better than that because, you know, I have like my vision board and so, and my thing for this year, well, actually last year as well was um, because, because I work online. So it's kind of a solitary thing sometimes. And, you know, I was like, no, I want to collaborate with people that are lying to me. And how little did I know that I'd be going cruising with them this year and with them you know I was invited to the panel of experts by Gwen and it's like the more I, I learn about this and the more I connect with um, the experts which you're one of as well so I'm really excited to be going on this on the cruises and I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes of that as well because there's like-minded women from all over the world going to see beautiful places going out in nature and how good is that I'm like so excited but little oh, little excited. did I dream that up. I didn't write on my on my board. Yes, so I want to be um I don't want to want to have um, a council of twelve experts, and I want to go cruising to here and there and start in Venice or start in there or explore the Vikings. And you know, I've committed to two cruises this year. I didn't. That didn't even cross my mind. I didn't even have that creativity. So thank God right. that the universe had that for me and thought, oh, that's cool. So that's what you want. How about that one? And I'm like. Wow. So that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Awesome. So when we well, open. Too, as, as women, like in what you are doing and what the menopause group is doing, and it's a reminder, like we need each other. Mm. Women are wired to connect mm. and to nurture, right? We're women, you know, we're, we're under that moon sign of cancer. 
right? And we all have cancer in our astrological chart. So, you know, if you looked astrologically where it is in your chart, maybe it's, you know, for some of us, you know, you're nurturing at home. For some people, you're nurturing with your, um, at work. For some people, you're nurturing within a group, right? And on a larger scale around the world. But as women, we are wired to nurture to connect to share and that's why like you were saying before like some women don't have those friendships anymore but i think our friendships evolve and what life is asking for us in our 40s and 50s is to kind of let go of the the superficial of how we look and you know what's going on on the outside and bond on these issues of inside of you know this this need to want more and i have more to give and even though my body might not be the same you know i know that these are my wisdom years and i have so much more to offer either the women that i'm with or to empower a younger generation of women right the secrets that our moms didn't tell us we have we have an obligation now to talk about menopause and to talk about this not as a secret but as just another beautiful phase of life. Absolutely. And so in my book with sex, no drugs and rock and roll through menopause and beyond, that was very much written with the next generation in mind because I do feel nobody talked about that. People would hide the menopause things. And yeah, I didn't grow up with my mom, so I don't know. Um, but I do hear from lots of my friends that they didn't even know what was going on. Men don't know what's going on, really. No. And, um, you know, yeah. Yeah. So it's such a, it's so interesting when we were young or girls like when we all got our periods right menstruation like you learned about it in school the boys left the class or even nowadays i think boys sit in it on the classes you know to understand right what a great concept that the got the boys and girls are sitting in the same room learning about like nature i think that's something we can learn here in our 40s and 50s right is bringing the men in yes you know and i think that starts with us not being ashamed because if we're ashamed and we're you know hiding it and not having the conversation Mm. we put that projection out there and then the men are like oh okay i guess i can't talk about it versus no like this is what's happening in my life yeah and you know what men are going through some sort of change too absolutely they do they do and they're probably not as good as talking about these things with their own mates, with their buddies. So it's amazing to actually bring them all together and to learn how to communicate. And I do feel we have so much wisdom to give and more communication skills that we actually have that we can pass on. And that's one of my passions as well, that that my tribe of women, they actually look at the bigger picture and how they can um, be multi-generational because I just don't want to be... Like in Australia, we have the gray nomads, then they sell the house when the kids have gone and they just like drive around in their camper vans and then, you know, they meet up everywhere. But it's just one generation. And I feel, and unless you're like in a church or I feel there's really a luck in community where all generations get together. There's like this segregation of, of ages, which I am really opposed to. So I very much have a passion. And I always like, so in my counseling practice, I work with teenage girls and, you know, because I'm thinking, wow, this is so much something that needs to be integrated, like all of us together again, not like, know, oh, here are the oldies, here are the young ones, here are the young moms, you know, it's like, it has to you be know, a as village. You're saying that, it's getting me excited for the cruises because here it is, like, we connect virtually and this is nice. And it's, I mean, it's so be able it's to, to talk to you around the world and it's Tuesday over there and it's Monday here. <laughs> I mean, it's fascinating, but... I want to be able to give you a hug. Yeah, me right? too. Me I want to like be able to wipe your tears. And as you were talking, and we have these upcoming cruises, what you were saying about the generations, I had this vision of like a grandma, a mom, and the daughter, yeah, like coming on these cruises together, mm. like. Oh my gosh! And each one of them sharing their story and their legacy with each other. Like, wow! Like that is like I'm kind of excited. So hey, you have your mom and your grandma and you. All three of you should be coming on these cruises and really sharing your story. What a legacy and what a story you can share within your own family. Yeah, absolutely, 
Absolutely. I'm like on the other spectrum at the minute because my daughter is moving out. So my last one is flying the nest in 10 days. So I'll be definitely, if, if you could be drying my tears literally in 10 days, I reckon. <laughs> if I would see you, otherwise we'll have to do this virtually as well. But anyhow, so I'm always fascinated because you post so much interesting information about astrology and I went on your website and I did my birth chart and then you said, keep going, you have to do this globally. And I'm like, yes, so encouraged. So would you like to share a little bit with the listeners about 2020 and the amazing opportunities that are coming up in astrology and what to look out for and some practical things maybe for them to look out for. Absolutely. Absolutely. You no, know, astrology is based on your date, your time of birth and where you were born. However, even if you don't know your exact time, I encourage your audience there's lots of free websites out there. The one that I use and give to um, people who ask me is one called astro.com, www.astro.com. And you can go in there and put your name, you know your birth date, you know where you were born. And you can actually say unknown for your birth date. But the reason I ask you, because astrology, it first starts with the four elements, right? The elements of fire, air, earth, and water. And you can actually look at your chart and there's going to be a little box in there that shows on the day you were born, where all the planets from the sun and the moon and Mercury, right? You're not just your sun sign. All these planets were up in the sky on the day you were born, and they were all in a certain sign and element. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is, you know, for some people, some of those, like if you were born in February, right? February is Aquarius. It's an air sign. So just last week was a new moon in Aquarius. That meant the sun and the moon were both in an air sign. Right. Well, what we want to maybe be able to do and look is like the four wheels on your car. You want the four elements working in your life. So Earth is about being practical and being analytical, which is great. But you don't want to get too stuck in the mud. Hmm. Right. So then you want to you know tap into your fire of passion and and joy and, and being out there, the Leo and get dressed up and go out and be seen. But then you got to kind of tame it down a little bit. Right. And then, you know, you may want to stay home. And that's the water signs of you know, cancer just wants to sit on the couch and eat good chocolate and, and be touched and hugged, right? And then maybe there's the air sign sitting next to you who wants to chat, right? So we have our, our water, our air, earth, and our fire. We want to make sure it's balanced in our life. Mm. You know, for a lot of people that I'm talking to right now, they feel very heavy mm. and very stuck. And astrologically, what's happening is we have five planets in an earth sign, as well as a lot of planets in water sign. So think about that, earth and water. When you have too much earth and water and the combination isn't good, right, it can be mucky. Yeah. It can be solid, right? It's not good fertile ground to grow it. Mm. So you want to make sure you're balancing a lot of this earth energy, but kind of going intuitively, intuitively as well. So it's not about just manifesting money, but it's about going inward and learning like what are the riches inside of you. But here's the good news. We really are moving into this concept called the age of Aquarius. Mm. And this is about an air sign things moving more quickly and there's going to be more fire in the air the second half of the year from um, August until January next year, a lot of fire. So if you're feeling a little stuck, hold on because <laughs> starting in March, moving into the summer, we're moving into these more fire and air. And what is fire and air? Think about fire and air. Shoof, right? We get a bonfire. Now, for those of you, like, if you're not using that air, right, if you're not communicating, if you're not being out there in the world and you're stifling yourself, mm -hmm. what can happen to that fire, right? You can put that fire out. Okay. So we want to make sure that we have a nice you know, blend of that air that's kind of blowing and really sparking that fire, right? This is really an opportunity to think big think new, right? Burn away all those things that didn't work and let's start fresh. So it's really an exciting time um, that we're moving into this 
more supportive, fun, light energy. Wow. Fun, light energy. I love that. Although when I watch the news, obviously, you know, that does not seem like that that's what's happening right now. But then that's very well, we subjective. have control, right? And so yeah. if you are the type of person that when you watch the moon and you, or you're, you're impacted, you probably have a lot of water. You're probably an empath, right? Doing the work that you do, yeah. it's you absorb. Right, so it's really important to limit yourself on those things. Yeah, I don't so watch. I don't watch the right? news, <laughs> so yeah, I, it just comes careful. up. Yeah, because right? I don't. Because I don't think it matters if I know if I see that five times a day. But you know, when you op when I open my laptop, of course, the main things do come up, and I'm I'm not. You know, I know what's going on in the world, but it does. I do like the idea that we're lighter and more fun. That I'm all for that and that we bring that into 2020 and community and connection. Right. And just think about it. Like, you know, this is how you can use the elements. If you're mm. feeling sad, water on the opposite side is being of service and go do something to create a cause. Like, don't, so don't just be sad, but what is it that I can do in my little world to make something better? Right. Absolutely. If you feel that someone is being oppressed with their words, use your passion, use your fire to go out there and fight for the underdog. Right. That's so it. use these elements. Yes. You know, all of really you out there, <laughs> all of you naturally wise women out there, because this is it's just not it's this time also to share your wisdom and to go out there and to change things and to speak up. Because, like, if not now, then when, right? <laughs> I love that. Absolutely. And I did. That, it's funny that you said that because I did exactly that because I was thinking about, oh, when she she moves. Because, you know, there's lots of friends come into the house all the time and the young energy. And I do work um, work with young people because I'm like, what can I do? And I saw this charity that just started up. So I rang them this morning. I said, hey, so I have all these skills. I do, like, these women's group and girls' groups. And I'm thinking I could do that. And they're like, Yes, come along to the meeting. I'm thinking, yeah, there you go. There's like another a bunch of people that I've never met and they really want to help our youth. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's that's the balance where, you know, I work a lot with, with menopausal women and help them to get their, their weight and their hormones and like their emotions sorted. And then I do want to have the young energy, the generations in my life. So yeah. I'm like, yes, I'm going out and I'm going to volunteer and do something and use my skills and I would encourage every everybody of our listeners to do exactly that like because when we give back then we get out of our stuckness and we get out of our our own head and of our sadness and um, yeah there's nothing better than to really open and go out there and and help others because then we feel Absolutely. better as well what a beautiful message and, and I, I think even for myself and my own struggles and probably for you too like you're saying in those times when I felt down, the best thing to do was to go out there and, and try to be there for somebody else. Yeah. And even if it's just for an hour that you forget your own problems and you can be there for somebody else and it gets easier and easier. And, and the joy that comes back in being able to be there for another woman, uh, another person. And again, I think that's what we do as women. Yeah. And what's so powerful about your podcast and about what's so powerful about like creating this sense of community for women. You know, we're, you know, sometimes we have to give and sometimes we got to learn to receive yes. right so as women we're not very good at receiving we want to give 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 and so i hope that there's podcasts like this and information like this that you let yourself sit back and receive because you deserve each and every one of us need to be nourished and yes, fueled we right we, we can't just keep operating on empty like so many of your listeners probably are they're operating on empty and then wondering mm. why the car is breaking down. Yeah. They haven't had an oil change, right? They've got to fill up on gas. Put, 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 car crashes. Stuck. <laughs> yes. Empty, um, empty, lost and stuck is like the things that are coming from, from, from the women that I speak to on a daily basis at the minute. Right. And, um, well, hmm. yeah, can I just offer, you know, um, again, astrologically, like I learned, um, you know, there is this concept of midlife and, and menopause, but when you look at some of the planets, really what it's teaching us, like I shared before, it's these planets of breaking free. It's about no longer about the material world. It's about you sharing your wisdom hmm. and really moving on to the next plane. And it take, it's, you have to be courageous. It's not easy, but if you embrace it, 
life can get easier, right? What you resist persists. Yeah. And right, so we all know this. So really realizing that nothing is really happening to you, but it's happening for you so that you can be there and be of service to other people, mm. but just in, in a very different way than we've been in the past. Yes, not um, sacrificing yourself, but looking after yeah. yourself and nourishing and nurturing you. And um, earlier we spoke a little bit about Mercury retrograde coming up on the 17th of February, which yes. is, um, yeah. And I was thinking about it that um, normally what I hear about this is, oh my God, don't sign the contract, don't do this and your washing machine will break and everything else. But there's also opportunity in there. Can you tell us a little bit about what happens during Mercury retrograde and how long does that actually last? Great question. So everyone, so Mercury retrograde, Mercury um, is, Mercury actually travels very close to the sun and he's a very fast planet. So what happens three times a year is it does this, what we call retrograde. It, it kind of looks like it's going backwards, but it's an opportunity. Mercury is the planet of communication. It's the planet of business. It's the planet of administration. So all those things, like your cell phone, like your, you know, your your planner, all those things, it's an opportunity for you to go back and assess. So during a Mercury retrograde, you want to relook at a contract. You want to relook at things at things you did, or you want to finish up things that you started. It isn't necessarily a time to really start things off, but it's a time of completion so that when you come out of the retrograde, you kind of went back and you reviewed everything. This year, all the retrogrades are going to be in a water sign. So again, if you go look at your chart, you can see Pisces will be here in February. The Mercury retrograde will happen in um, Cancer in the summer in June. And then we'll have another Mercury retrograde in Scorpio, which is in November. And each one of them are water signs. Water signs are time to retreat, to go inward, right? Really focus on your mm. intuition as women, really honor that so here with pisces right now it's a very spiritual of the signs so this is a time to go in some forgiveness maybe some self-forgiveness mm. right maybe there's some people that have harmed us and the best thing that we can do is offer love and peace doesn't make what they did right or wrong but find a peace that you can move forward and let go yeah Right. That's a really good thing to be doing over these next three weeks in Pisces. So it starts on the 17th of February and goes right. to the middle. And I don't have my date, but if we do, it's see, so it starts on February 17th. It will end around uh, March see, 24th, around the, the 10th of uh, March. Yeah. I love that because that is an opportunity and that's probably what we need, like to retreat and reflect that's amazing and tell us a little bit about you and nature because i'm mm. fascinated by that and when you live you live in oregon bend no bend in oregon and when i see the photos i'm like i'm gonna come hiking one day with you out there that's like on my vision as well i'm like yes because it looks stunning out there so nature is something that is really important to you and that you encourage your clients to um to well, not to use but to frequently frequent <laughs> absolutely right? i just find again it's the four elements yeah so for me it's about going outside and you know the sun being the fire you know breathing in the air you know really touching the dirt at times like getting your hands down you know during the summertime i take my shoes off and i actually walk in the ground barefoot do you remember that scene in pretty woman where it was towards the end where richard gear you know he was making this big decision about what to do and he took his shoes off he did. and he's walking yeah. remember and he's walking in the ground he is working in the grass somewhere there yeah right and he's walking in the grass that was something that the julia roberts character had told him to do right really get connected and it's, it's, it's so even if you live in a big city, you can find some dirt and a plot of grass, right? Yes. <laughs> and really connect with nature. But what I have found is um, the stillness. Um, it, you know, I'm pretty energetic. Um, I, um, I can be, you know, get wrapped up in life. And what I find is the moment I go outside, it's, it just simplifies my life. 
And um, when I look at a mountain, it just reminds me how magnificent the world is mm. and um, how sometimes insignificant the problems that I think I have, you know, are they really that bad? Yeah. You know, and um, I use nature as an opportunity just to heal and let go. You know, sometimes I'll take a rock, like something that's bothering me or a leaf and I throw it into the water, right? And so you can watch, if you do it with a leaf, you can just watch the leaf just go downstream and, and disappear. Yeah. I, I love to sit by a tree and I, I put my head against the tree. And if you think about it, the trees, the branches are going all the way up to the heavens and then the roots are deeply in the ground. And so I put my back up against the trunk of the tree and I think of the energy going up and down the tree of the wisdom from the heavens and, you know, mother, father, earth. And I try to take in that energy to ground myself. I'm, I'm truly a fan of people going on retreats and removing themselves from like, as much as it's great to talk online and do things online, I'm a fan of removing yourself and putting yourself in a place that's unfamiliar mm -hmm. because then you see things with fresh eyes. Yes, you, do. you know what I'm blessed being here in Bend, Oregon. I have um, two of my nephews live here. They're six and four ah. and the four year old and I um, have a pretty special relationship. And for the last two years, we have what's called adventure days. Oh. And he comes to my house and from my house down to the supermarket, it's about a mile, but we walk through the woods and we play safari and we pick up weeds. And he just looks forward to the birds and what's this plant. And we, we take the, the evergreens and we, we rub them on our fingers and we smell the juniper. Right, or we, we touch the sap and his fingers get all sappy and sticky and he's like, What is this? And it's so fun to be with that child, with that childlike wonder that he reminds me. So between nature and being with a kid, it really allows me to tap into that wonder that sometimes as adults we lose contact with I on our day to day we basis. Do. Yes, I think we do. Yeah. And yeah. I do feel like living a life um, beyond description really that that's what it comes about yeah. isn't it like to really be out there and see the world through the eyes of a child how amazing and the things that they see that we would never see even if you if Absolutely. you're going to set out and you're like oh i'm gonna mindfully see all these things now what children actually see it's, it's quite different well and the that. name of my company is actually called happy feet mindset yes tell us a little it's bit about your work and also you have an amazing freebie for our listeners here yeah to absolutely to well, start them off no, on happy, the path yeah happy feet mindset um has been something that um i've been doing for years and i think all of you actually do it. So happy feet, I call it a happy feet moment. And so have you ever seen those posts where people are either sitting at the beach or they're on a lounge chair and all you see are their legs extended and their happy toes, but you see this beautiful scenery in front of them, whether it's the ocean or the mountain yeah. or you're playing at a kid's soccer game. To me, that's called a happy feet moment right that where your feet took you your heart is too and even right now like take a look like if you look down like where are you in this moment and if you aren't happy where you are guess what take your feet and move <laughs> right like, get like, out of there but <laughs> you're not stuck there find a place where your your heart and your your feet and your heart are happy i'm about like thinking on your feet and feeling in your heart and your mind is like the last thing that you should check in with, right? And so really this happy feet moment is about really allowing my feet and my heart to lead me. And at the end, I check in with my head, but really like I ground it, like do my feet say, do I wanna be here? And then it kind of comes up in my body, like do my knees shake of excitement or they're in fear. And then like the energy comes up into my belly. I was like, wow, does this moment like make me like want to throw up? <laughs> right. Or do I like want to like, or I'm so excited because of the butterflies. Yeah. And then it comes up into my heart and is my heart pounding because it's excited or it's fearful. And if there's fear there, 
right? I reground it again and I keep recycling it and recycling it until I get really calm with that earth energy. Mm. I never really go into my head. I ground it in the earth to try to find out what's the lie that I'm telling myself that why I might be fearful. Yeah. And I ground it and I get practical. I'm like, is this really truthful? And then I recycle it into my belly. And I remind myself, you're really okay. And then I bring it up into my heart and be like, you're, you know, your heart always knows. Your heart always knows. You know, and so, you know, the whole concept of happy feet is really about, again, moving in the direction of where your heart wants to take you because your heart knows. You know, most of us want to be on a, you know, a heartful journey rather than a head trip, right? Yeah. Oh, your gut. Yeah, I also, I'm a big, like the gut brain. So your gut knows and every, between your heart and your gut, you definitely know, you know? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And another thing that I, I talk about with people are the seven non-negotiables. And that is in my free giveaway. It's the seven staples of, you know, um, a fulfilling life. And, it ta and we take the word staples. And it's a, an opportunity for you when you open it up to go through and it's a mini assessment and mm. looking through like are you using your strengths and are you standing out in life how are your talents like moving you forward or are you hiding your talents right you know the a is about your attitudinal energies mm. how is your attitude either helping you propel in places that you might be scared but you're like you know fake it till you make it Or are you allowing that attitude to hold you small and blame other people for why your life isn't working, mm. right? You yep. know, the P is about tapping into your passions. You know, passions isn't about something that you're good at. You know, I have a passion for singing. You know what? I'm not good at singing, <laughs> but I enjoy singing, right? And, right? And so what's going to stop me? Like, should I not sing because, you know, I'm not, you know, um, who is like, you know, J-Lo or, you know, the month of the Super Bowl, right? But there's something about singing when I'm in the car, I'm at church. Like, I'm one of those people that needs to sing. I find singing, especially when I'm at church, is like praying, you know, it multiplies, so passion is about something that you just lose time in doing, that you just love, and you don't need to be good at in order for it to be a passion. Ah, love right? that. Love yeah. that, yes. And no judgment, right? you know, like who said no something judgment. has to be good or bad, or like even like putting putting these labels on there. It's like, no. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the L is about, you know, the, being a leader in your life. And when I talk about being a leader, this isn't the leader with a title. Right. You can lead without having a title and without having a status. You know, do you lead amongst your friends? Do you take charge? Are you the one who like leads your own life or do you wait till other do you seek other people's approval? Mm. Do you wait you know, for like appreciation from other people or do you really just honor like I know? what works best for me and I'm going to move forward regardless of like people don't agree with me, regardless if I'm not going to be the most popular person, I need to lead where my heart wants to take me. Mm. Right. So again, that leadership, not from a title, but from a place of really just taking control of your life and how you want to live your life. Wow. And then the other E is about our emotional intelligence, right? We hear about our IQ, But our EQ, our emotional intelligence, that is something that we can improve upon. You know, our self-awareness. I mean, awareness alone, when we just begin to be more aware and become, like, I like to call it, like, being the observer. If we could, like, think of a car accident, right? And, you know, if you and I were at that car accident and we went above, right, You and I both have two different stories in the moment being at that car accident. But if we kind of stood up above, the two of us could actually see the truth of everything that was encompassing in that car accident. Mm. But when it's so in your face and you're so attached, right? So it's learning to be more of the observer yeah. and really like tapping into that self-awareness. Mm. And then the last staple is your standards. I think it's really important. Like, what are your standards? What are your non-negotiables? What are those things that, you know, you're going to be known for in your life? And if you haven't taken the time to really you know, check in and write down and really be clear about what your standards are, you know, that, that tells me that maybe some of you may have some boundary issues. 
right? And so it's really important for you to understand. And I do this whole thing about teaching women how to say no elegantly, 25 oh, different ways. Lo- 25 and, you know, different ways, I love I that. Actually, if, if you want, I'd be more than happy to share that. You could share that yes, with your- Yes, please, we'll put that well. put that in the show notes as well. Um, along with the, it's um, staples, um yes. for this. Yes, but when you can learn how to say no and notice that when you learn to say no, you never say, I'm sorry. When you get that list of 25, notice that none of them start with, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Right? So it's, you know, no, that doesn't work for me. Well, um, wow, that sounds really interesting, but no, not today. Yeah. Um, you know what? I really need, it's not a yes for me. So right now it's a no. Mm. There's a lot of different ways that we can say no. And when we say no, as you would know, it's saying yes to ourselves. And that's around that standard, really understanding our boundaries and where we're like drawing the line that that's not part of my world. That's a non-negotiable. Yep. Love that. Love that. And yes, yeah, so we'll have the, the link to that in the show notes as well. Great. For you. Great. Great. And um, just before, uh, that's really awesome. Yes, and if you want to share that, that'll be even even better. So just before I let you go there, Julie, what would your three negotiables be, non-negotiables, that you do like on a daily basis, like these are my things or um, without that, can't be like is it taking your shoes off and hugging a tree or eating healthy, looking after your water, meditation. What are your... Well, what are your non-negotiables on a daily basis? Well, again, I get to tap into my my top five passions, yeah. right? And so on a daily basis, they sit here on my desk. But I would say throughout the day, the first thing I do when I get up in the morning is I pray. I think of all the things that I'm grateful for. I don't turn on my phone. You know, Before I even pick up my phone or do anything, I just thank God for a new day. You know, Show me what you want. Show me where to be in service. Thank you for another day to be alive. So I sit there and I do a good three to five minutes of just gratitude. Mm. I wake up in the morning and I go downstairs before my coffee and I get a big cup of water. And when I get that water, I put it in a glass specifically in a glass because I want to put some energy in it. Mm. And for a good minute, I hold that glass of water and I put in all positive affirmations. Today is going to be a a beautiful day. You know, you are beautiful. You are loved. You know, someone needs you today. I sit there and I, for a good minute, I put all affirmations into that water. And it's the first thing that I put into my body Mm. that day. So I just feel like the first thing, so first I'm nurturing my soul and then I go downstairs and I actually put in all goodness and I flush out all the things that no longer serve me. Wow, that's awesome. So happy and- that you shared these. They're very, 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 very helpful tips. So thank you so much. So tell, tell our listeners where they can find you, Julie, your oh, website. You- yes, so you can find me online at www happyfeetmindset.com awesome yeah and And when you go on there yep you'll be able to um there's a place to sign up for the seven staples and for those of you who want to talk you know further about some other things that i do with the passion test mastery of self-love i offer a free consultation so feel free to sign up for a session and i'd be more than happy to spend some time with you thank you so much so much information, got so much out of that. Thank you, Julie, for being here. And oh, um, thank, you. thank you. What a blessing. What thank a blessing you, you are. Oh, and thank, thank you. you for the gift and sharing your tribe with me and getting this opportunity to, to speak with you. Thank you. Thanks, I'm truly Julie. honored. Thank you.